Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. We He's on the Oh yeah. All right, RC, go ahead, man. Yes, sir. We Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the It's the Outsiders of Boxing podcast, brought to you in part by the Willow and Woods, I believe. As of now, uh, we have some things to go over with the fights that just went down recently. And you know, in a weird world of boxing, it's not. It's normal self without the ugly head sticking out from time to time. We had a fight yesterday that kind of made some local headlining, if you want to call it that. It was actually trending number one on Twitter yesterday when it was going on. And you had a lot of casuals paying attention to what was going on to the fight yesterday. I mean, you got a Manny Pacquiao for free on TV. Uh, ESPN, crazy promotion outdoors. It looked like it was infested with zombies out there. Those Ozzy seemed pretty wild and fair parted by the most part not counting the judges. But we had some fights also where there was a, uh, another ugly head sticking out of boxing in the Robert Easter Jr. fight. It just seemed like maybe there was too much boxing going on at all kind of different times where we got the bad guys on the end of the stick. When it comes to the judges coming into play. I'm never one that's going to point the finger, though. Who knows what happened here? Maybe they seen it that way clearly. Maybe the judges were in the sight where the sun was coming through the arena, so they couldn't really see the punches too much. The sun was in their eyes. I'm just giving them the benefit of the doubt, not saying that someone's completely wrong, because you got to be fair at the same time. But, uh, I got my man with me right here, and Willa, i got to ask you. I know this. I know you don't like Manny Pacquiao, but I'm going to get you high today, because it's Sunday. Manny got robbed, and we got some shit to do when it comes to being journalists of the sport. So talk to me about that fight yesterday, my man. Man, what you know, good uh good evening, sir. Um Manny <laughs> he went out there, he got roughed up, he got dirty tactics, you know. He made a fight that should have been easy work, a close fight. And this is what happens to you when you try to hold the belts hostage. You know, Manny Pacquiao didn't. He wanted the big payday. He wasn't going to fight Crawford. He wasn't going to fight Thurman. He wasn't going to fight Garcia. 
he wasn't going to fight any of these guys. He wanted he was going to wait out and wait out and hold that belt hostage. And and you know the only person that can do that is Adonis Stevenson because he's knocking boys out. So you know you can't have these close fights and and, and be Manny Pacquiao and expect that uh, that the judges are going to give it to you. You know I had him winning by a round. You know I had him. Uh, you know I had him winning of uh, one round, but. It, you know, I'm not mad. I, you know, I don't know if he got robbed, but he should have won, I think. But you can't have it close. You can't have it close like that anymore, man. You're not a superstar. You're an old guy. They're trying to get rid of you. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, man. Like, when I was thinking about it towards the end of the fight, I was like, I won't be surprised, you know, if something like that happens. Because we've seen it before, uh, not just against uh, Tim Bradley, but you, you see it as a the business model standpoint going forward. You know, they could look at this guy, Horn. I mean, hey, he's got Pacquiao on his record now. So uh, marketing alone with that man's uh, name and whatever he wants to do after this going forward, which I think he has to rematch Manny, but regardless, you got to win against Manny Pacquiao, um, a Hall of Famer, sure file first ballot. So, shit, you know, you can move forward with that. And uh, he's obviously a Bob Arum fighter over in the top-ranked household, so it's all in-house money. Um, but definitely, right, whenever you're fighting on the road, um, you know, in the Australian's backyard, you got to uh, uh, take an account of who the judges were in that fight. Um, but you, you definitely don't want to let it go to the cards. Uh, especially, yeah, he was getting bullied out there. That was that guy's style, that old Jeff Horn. He was really uh, bully-boxing Pacquiao. Uh, a lot bigger than him, and you could tell that that wore Pacquiao out a lot. Uh, that when he's leaning leaning on him, getting those headbutts in on the side, not intentional, but however, you know, um, that shit really wore him down. He was getting uh, getting bullied on the ropes and all that. And I tell, I know some of those shots that Horn was getting in on him. I'm sure they didn't feel like it was that bad back in the day, but he had to be feeling them times two at this point in his career. And the man's almost 40 years old. No, definitely. I um, like I said, I think they wanted him out of there, and now I think Aram sees that he can maybe put. I think Crawford is an Aram fighter. If I if I'm if I'm if I'm not mistaken, um, no, no, I see him being able to. Yeah, I see him being able to put Horn against Crawford. Let Crawford get that belt, and let Crawford reign supreme as one of the best welterweights in the game. So I see, you know, I think that's why he's happy with this. They wanted Manny out of there. Um, and Manny let him do it. He he tried to give it to him. Now, Manny, his hands look good, but he just didn't have it. The guy was too big. You know, in that ninth round, he gave it to him. He gave it all he could, but he couldn't sleep him. The old Manny would have slept him a long time ago. You know, Manny needs to go oh, ahead yeah. and, and hang it up, man. I think so. I think he needs to hang it up and, you know, can't be going life or death with these bums like this, man. Yeah, I hear you, man. That ninth round, uh, I can see why you would definitely want – you could have scored a 10-8 a round. Dude was on his feet for survival mode for about a, a minute and some change. But, yeah, man, I don't know if it was um, – the combination of both is what I think this was, was in the ninth round, Manny Pacquiao won. Uh, kind of started punching himself out right there. He was seeming a little gassed. And then at the same time, it had to be a part of father time on the other hand because, like you said, the old man, he would have took care of that. And uh, when it came to him this time around, 
you, you didn't see that same thing coming from the guy that we've seen, ah, you know, some years back. You want to go back before the Marquez knockout. Um, and that just goes to show how much it could change a man taking a shot like that. I mean, Manny Pacquiao went from, man, he went from the biggest pay-per-view stage with Money Mayweather and shattering records to yesterday. I seen people sitting in some fucking lawn chairs, man, some plastic chairs out there like, oh, man, what a big drop-off in Australia. Fighting in the sunlight and all that. That's crazy. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it's uh, hopefully it's not another example of the, the, the old business model that Bob, that Bob Aram has been running for a long time, the Bob father. Um, you know, because at, at, at this point, the way it went out yesterday, Bob Aram agreeing with the scorecards and all that, that's kind of silly. Um, uh, you know, the guy is obviously uh, looking forward to his future and uh, just squeezing the rest of the juice out of the lemon of Manny Pacquiao. Pacquiao made him a lot of money, and, you know, it seems like he just became a spoke on the wheel at this point in time. There ain't no more favoritism judging going into these fights. And, um, you know, I would say, yeah, you probably should hang it up right now, but uh, it's probably the safest thing for him to get a rematch with, with Horn instead of avoiding or with uh, avoiding some of these young lions out there. So it looks like uh, I read earlier today that Manny Pacquiao wants a rematch in the Philippines this time around. And uh, you got to think that would probably be his last fight. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who else he'd want to get in there with uh, after the way he looked yesterday against Jeff Horn. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Uh, you know, it is what it is, man. Manny Pacquiao was sacrificed yesterday by Bob Brown. If this was a real life, it would have been an Illuminati sacrifice. They uh, <laughs> he put his guy up. He's he's it's time to move on. Aram knows it, and and Pacquiao doesn't. So they just put him up. They put him up against a guy that wasn't gonna fall. It was close. Bang! Pull the trigger. You know he's out of there. Manny's no longer. No longer is needed. He's giving up the belt. He is no longer needed, and they're probably not going to do a rematch. I'm pretty sure he wants to. I see something happening where rematch doesn't happen. Manny Pacquiao is done, and uh, yeah. you know, RIP to a, to a hell of a career. Oh hell yeah, of a career. you know, hell of a career. But you got to fucking give a smack in the back of the head on whoever decided to fight Joe Horn. It looked like uh, Gamma Rigandow tweeted last night saying, just a reminder, kids, cherry picking can go wrong. Stay safe out there. And it, it definitely looked it went like wrong. they were getting the or Maybe it did. <laughs> it definitely. I don't, I don't think it went wrong. It went exactly how Aaron wanted it to go. I don't think it went wrong. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, man, that, on, he was sacrificed last standpoint. night. Yeah, definitely. Pacquiao just fighting. Uh, Pacquiao just doing what he thinks he needs to do. They got him out of there. Ooh, wait, that was that was what what seemed to you to be more more lost so than anything about Manny Pacquiao's game. He seemed like he was a little flat footed yesterday, which you never really see that from Manny Pacquiao. Usually, when you want to talk about um, the things Manny Pacquiao has lost, um, uh, uh, he shrinked his power. You can say because he hasn't knocked people out. He doesn't look as fast as he used to look, but he didn't look nothing like the guy that we've seen before. Is it, is that all because of age, or is, is it, was it the, the 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 damage he took in the sport all combined in one? I mean, at at the end of the day, 
he did get sacrificed, but I don't think he took too much punishment out there. No, he didn't take a lot of punishment. He just got beat up a little bit. He got roughhoused. You know, he got Salido'd out there, you know. He looked like Loman it looked like Lomachenko versus Salido, you know. It was uh, he just roughed him up and he just, you know, made him bleed. He, he hit him a few times. He wasn't you know, he was eating his punches, you know. Manny's just it was your question, what it what was it? I think it's a combination of both, man. Manny just he looks old. He is old. He wasn't moving the same. You know, a young mm-hmm. Manny KO's Johan KO's pretty early, you know. Pops him, gives him everything, you know. A young man, he does that. Yeah. This man is done. Uh, you know, he might be all right, but I think he's disgracing his legacy if he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't hang him up. Yeah, definitely, man. You know, uh, a lot of people want to give Joe, uh, Jeff Porn, I think his name is, they want to give him some shit yesterday for, I Frog mean, you know, just basically. Sh- yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, like. You know, um, I, I can't bash the man because at the end of the day, he's just doing his job. He's out there boxing, and, you know, he uh, he definitely wasn't in, in a shell or hiding behind his shield the whole time. He was there to, he was there to be hit for anybody willing to hit him because his, he telegraphed his punches. Um, I mean, it was just right there, and Manny couldn't capitalize on it. I know the size was a problem, but you know when you're fighting a bigger man, you got to duck and get that arm up. You know, shout-out to Marcos Maidana. Um, but... You know, uh, yeah, he definitely didn't take a lot of damage. And um, uh, Horn, you know, he was uh, he was game as shit, so you got to give him credit because when you're a, a big underdog like that, I don't think there's any other way you can fight like that uh, besides, you know, throwing those punches that he was doing, bullying him on the ropes and all that. And um, this uh, also might be a little bit of the uh, taking care of yourself at this point in time in your career. Pacquiao's 38 years old, going on 39 and 40s around the corner. Um, and it was well noted early in his career that he used to like to party, gamble, play pool, cheat on his wife, all that fly shit. And it seems like that caught up to him right now because if you look at uh, one Floyd Mayweather, who's already 40 years old, um, uh, you know, he just looks in phenomenal shape. It doesn't seem like we've lost much with Mayweather, and we're probably going to see a young Mayweather coming up pretty soon here against McGregor. Um but, yeah, you know, and it's also been proven in the the recent fight that we spoke about with Sergey Kovalev and Andre Ward, uh, another guy with bad habits when it comes to, you know, uh, hitting the bottle a little bit too much. So the longevity of the sport is uh, in the hands of guys who are really taking care of themselves. And, uh, you know, you had, um, you had uh, Earl Spence yesterday looking at food as he described it watching the fight. And um, if if we could say – what's Manny Pacquiao to do next? And you say that he should just hang him up because he's probably not going to get a rematch. What does that leave with Jeff Horn against uh, two champions in Keith Thurman and Earl Spence? And then you got the contenders like Sean Porter and, uh, and Danny Garcia that are lurking around. And Danny Garcia is already chomping at the bit this morning about Horn. He's like a fresh fish right now. No, yeah, definitely. I, everybody's chomping at the bits, but I told you, man, this is – he was sacrificed for Crawford. Crawford is the next star. Crawford is Aram's next guy. Crawford is going to beat up Ndagu, um at his next fight, and then he's going to fight Jeff Horn for the, for the, uh, for the belt. It's all, it, was written, it was written plain as day to me. I've seen it like, like I'm reading the book. I'm seeing it like I see the future. 
Trust me. Oh yeah, that's yeah, what, yeah. That's you, Jeff, you, uh... it, Jeff Horn is coming to fight Bud Crawford for the belt. He's getting. He's gonna get his. his he's gonna get his little payday, and he's going to get knocked out by Crawford, and Crawford's gonna have the belt. So he's gonna have some say in the welterweight division pretty soon. So I mean, hey, it's going down in the welterweight division. It's gonna be like the golden age real soon here. And I think this was all just a setup again. This is an Illuminati sacrifice. I like it, man. That's your prediction, man. The, the fight coming down the road when Bud Crawford decides to move up against Jeff Horn, the Pacquiao slayer. And <laughs> and then there you That's go. Undisputed. All money for Bob M. Yeah. <laughs> as the undisputed champ. He's going to go in there as the undisputed champ uh, after he beats Ndago. So, you know, we haven't had that yeah. in a while since I think Hopkins. So, you know, he's going to go down, make some history. Then uh, beat Jeff Horn and try to and, and try to seal up this uh, welterweight welterweight division, which would be tough. Yeah, man, no doubt, no doubt. You got young guys like Earl Spence coming in, but um, you know, man, Bud Crawford, man, not you can't really say anything bad about that guy. That dude can he can go with both hands, man. Like you know, he's probably got the most checked off boxes in boxing right now when it comes to up and down attributes. Um, you know, that's the guy right there. And I wish uh, I wish we could see some of those bigger fights coming up because, you know, 140 is kind of washed right now. Uh, but, um, shit, there'll be fireworks in the welterweight division as soon as he comes up. And you're right, man. That's uh, That's got to be Bob Barham's next guy. He's already been working on it. And, um, I mean, they got their own little thing going on now when he fights in Nebraska, which they hadn't had a championship fight there in so long before he first did it. And, you know, you just see the in-house money reeling in. And Crawford, um, with this ESPN deal, um, maybe you could get a little bit more exposure with him to the to the fans out there because, you know, it's the hardcore boxing fans knowing about Bud Crawford. Uh, but you got to market this guy the right way. And, um, man, because the, the fighting skills and all that's already checked off. That should be pay-per-view style if you get it matched up with the right guys. But, um, yeah, that's the new guy. And, shit, that's a uh, – Willis prediction right there. Okay, it's gonna be it. When it happens, you could tell the whole boxing world. I told you so. You could beat your, uh, you could uh, beat your own drum with that one, bro. I got your, I got you, uh, I got your word on that. Appreciate it. Yeah, I, I saw it coming. This is easy. It's easy to see. Um, but another one that probably wasn't so easy to see. I don't know if you caught uh, the Robert Easter Jr. fight that happened on Bounce TV. Are you familiar with Bounce TV, sir? No, um, I didn't catch the fight. Uh, I didn't even know he was fighting, really. I should have known, but uh, no, I didn't catch it. I do know know what box TV is, so I probably wouldn't have caught it anyway. <laughs> yeah. And I don't blame you, my man, because that's why it's like so hard to keep on touch with some of these crazy channels that Bob Aaron, or um, that is, uh, I'm sorry, um, that uh, they are putting on uh, with uh, PBC and Al Heyman. Uh, Bounce TV, I, I had no idea what the hell that shit was. I looked it up. I had to get some rabbit ears from the store because I guess it's uh, 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 the BET network of regular television networks. So um, okay. I guess that's where he's been fighting for the last two fights or something like that. But, um, you know, it was just something that was kind of out of nowhere because I looked up the local list and it said that the fight was going to be on at 930 or something like that, but then it was still on at 11. So it was a whole mess, man. But, um, you know, Robert Easter Jr., a highly touted young prospect looking as uh, Adrian Broner's one of his guys 
in the about dance promotion that he's got going on. And so Shirley has been making some noise in the 135 division. Um, you know, a long, lengthy guy that's going to give some guys problems with that speed he's got. But, uh, you know, he was in a, a tough fight this uh, this last Thursday or Friday against Shakaya. Uh, a little tough Russian. He's like a little uh, little Maidana Russian out there. This dude was a, a left-hand maniac. And he kept coming forward. He would get tagged up but kept coming forward. And he would give him some work. You know, Robert Easter left that fight uh, with a lump over his right eye from as many left hands that the southpaw was throwing. Um, but, ooh, we had some bad judges. Yes, we, we had some bad judges on that one. In a fight that I actually scored um, where I could agree with, uh, um, who was it? Uh, Carlos Ortiz, uh, had it. he had it about 116 to 112. That's kind of the way I've seen it. But then on the other side, oh, man, you had uh, Eugene Grant and uh, Jamie Garaya, who scored at 120 to 108, complete shutouts, uh, shutouts. Two shutouts on the scorecard where Robert got a unanimous decision. Uh, but, man, I don't know how these, where these judges are. What, what, what are they watching sometimes? Because clearly the crowd is stunned at certain points in time when Robert is just getting backed up and getting roughed up. But you still got two judges calling for shutouts. So it's uh, it was uh, kind of a, a ugly last two days when it comes to judging and boxing, even though uh, I was actually pulling for Robert Easter to win the fight. I like the guy's talent and all that, but – it was just a, a, you know, a little bit of a, a shit stain on the fight, I guess. Yeah, well, I didn't check it out. Uh, Robert Easter uh, Jr. is the guy that I've seen go, uh, go like toe to toe with bombs, life or death with bombs. I think his last fight, he 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 was supposed to knock the guy out. He didn't. I think that happened last couple fights. Looks like it happened again last. Uh, what was that? That was probably Friday night fight. Looks like that happened on yeah. uh, Friday. So you know. Uh, Easter Jr., he isn't really exciting me. He's there to get hit. He's there to get, uh, you know, he's got a little power on him, but he's there to get hit and he slows down. So, you know, I wasn't really missing nothing. I'll check it out and see, but, you know, Easter isn't, isn't uh, one getting thing, me out on the Friday. Well, one thing I wanted to ask you if you checked out was not a fight or anything like that, but it was uh, – some uh, uh, it was all uh, some of the social headlines coming up this week was uh, Conor McGregor posting a video of him hitting a power bag and uh, really slow and kind of ducking under it really awkwardly and then you had a side by side video with Floyd Mayweather working on the double end bag. Um, you know, guys like Seattle Sime want to say that a minimum two million dollars would be uh, on this fight for pay per view buys. I'm just wondering how hard is it going to be to sell this fight when you see some stuff like Conor McGregor preparing to fight Floyd Mayweather. Floyd's looking like he's in the, the fucking matrix right now. And Conor's looking like he's picking up on some, uh, you know, 11, 11-year-old 11 boxing class or something like that. Uh, you know, um, but I don't know, did you get a chance to check that out by any chance, my man? Yeah, I saw. I've seen that where you, your boy's prancing around, like you know, like sort of like tiptoe bouncing, doing uppercuts on the on the power <laughs> bag, looking real weak, and uh, Mayweather looking uh, very precise and uh, quick with his punches. Um, this was uh, hey, hold, hold on real quick, man. Yeah, you good? You good? Uh, Conor McGregor, man. Uh, you know, I give a lot of this whole bullshit that's going on because of. The MMA fans, for whatever reason, the MMA fans are the ones that believe that this fight will 
be something significant or any kind of chance of surprise when it comes to the MMA fans who seem Conor McGregor just starch dudes. Um, it's a whole nother level when you yeah. come into this world, man. So uh, it, the way he's been training and all that, that should look real corny, man. Like, uh, well, how are the people going to believe in this shit right here? No, definitely, man. What what I was going to say is that, uh, you know, this was all this was all a part of the master plan, the part of the sacrifice that went down last night of Manny Pacquiao. What we saw was a big guy roughing around a little guy and getting a win, showing the the blueprint of how Conor McGregor can beat um, Floyd Mayweather. Because I don't know, you know, it's going to be the same thing. So when they show these face-offs and they see this big white guy powering over little Mayweather, they're going to say, well, we just saw on ESPN Joe Horn do this. So this is going to get people to believe that he can maybe he can roughhouse them a little bit, throw them around, just swing, you know, and not eat a few of these punches and, 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 and have some, you know, and have some success. But, you know, so it was all a part of this whole sacrifice that went down last night of uh, Manny Pacquiao. And uh looks like it's working. Oh, man. And even though even though McGregor looks very clownish and looks like I could probably two-piece him up in there. The way he was tip tiptoeing around, it's, uh, you know, yeah. people are still gonna believe, man, because they just they just saw an illusion last night. But it really wasn't an illusion. I'm not giving taking. I'm taking nothing away from from uh, Jeff Horn. Um, it wasn't an illusion. He was he was manhandling Manny. You know, he gave man he gave uh, Manny all he really wanted, all he could take really, and he it was life or death. So I'm yeah. not really I'm not hating on him. I'm just saying that was a sacrifice, and and that's what people think that he's gonna be able to do. Yeah, McGregor. man. Yeah, poor guy, Jeff Horn, man. It's like he beat up the the, the weakest homie in the gang, and now he's got to deal with the bigger dudes. You know, it's like he's in a lion's den right now, looking at some of these other welterweight contenders, especially the two champions and the dogs that are right behind their necks. He, he he stepped in a he stepped in a tough situation getting that win last night. I mean he he looked like he could give some guys some problems 100. percent But you know someone like Earl Spence, I think he he barbecues his ass. So um, shit, he's in a he's in a, a rough position right now. But I hope he was worth it. I'm not sure what kind of money he made yesterday, but um, yeah, what you know whatever. Uh, the the Conor McGregor video and all that stuff is funny. I was saying when you got a little busy was like a, a lot of these crazy MMA fans. And I met one this morning at the, when I was at the gym, I, I had no idea this guy thought that, you know, he's like, well, what round do you think Connor's going to finish Floyd? Like it's crazy to think about people really, you know, comprehend like that because that MMA audience is real. And I'm sure that those clowns pay for every pay-per-view that we have no idea who the fuck they are. And they run pay-per-views like once a month over there. What are they on? Like UFC 2010 right now, as far as how many pay-per-views they ran. Like those guys are the ones putting money in Dana White's pocket. And it would be interesting to see how many of them actually believe that shit, man. Like, you know, I, he was all saying, you know, it brought it to my attention. Cause he was like, you see Connor looking nice on that bag. I was like, yeah, looking nice. Know about that, my man. Um, but it definitely is a, a master plan for what happened yesterday. The the sacrificial sheep of boxing, Manny Pacquiao gets another one after receiving one uh, some years back against Tim Bradley. But look what Top Rank did to Tim Bradley. They made a name off him. So what if they do the same the same thing? As, like, as what I was speaking to earlier about him being the 
uh, a spoke on the wheel. This is the old way that the Bob Father has been running boxing for a long time. And, uh, you know, it just kind of sucks because um, Adrian Broner was right. He's probably one of the only dudes that's been calling out Manny Pacquiao and trying to get that fight. And uh, I think Adrian Broner might have washed his ass the way he was looking yesterday. Uh, man, Pacquiao looked like, you know, he didn't really – he looked like an old dude, bottom line. No, most, You think Adrian Broner gave him that work? <laughs> man, prob- probably the way he looked. Maybe not, though. You know, he was – it probably took that special type of guy. This guy, Horn. You know, he's he looked he was a big dude, so he's a he he would be a big he's a big welterweight out there. So he's just loofing around, you know, sometimes taking punishment, throwing it, throwing you know, giving a little punishment, but most most uh, more than anything, just roughing roughing you up. So, I Broner yeah. he probably still take he probably still gets beat by Manny. Maybe it's a tougher fight. <laughs> I think that's a tougher fight, but. Uh, Horn was just a big dude. Manny was in there, you know. We saw Rigandau fight a real big dude the other day, and then he acted like he was, uh, like I said, he acted like he was knocked out. But you know, he looked, it, it looked way different. Rigandau looks crisp. Uh, Manny looked very slow. Every now and then he would throw that little three, three punch combination and look all right. But you know, it wasn't Jeff Horn wasn't getting faded at all. So he's you know shots. I see Jeff Horn just giving somebody. A little trouble, you know, and but still getting knocked out, and still, you know, and you know how I know, you know, uh, how I know this was a sacrifice and how it was made to make uh, a point. This whole Manny Pacquiao, yeah, yeah. it's because they had Tony Atlas and Bradley announcing the thing, letting you know the last time we did it, Manny, look what happened. We were putting the guys that they did it to <laughs> last time. Manny got through. They put him on as the so they're talking. Manny gets screwed and look and he's talking. He's looking over and he's talking to the people that screwed him the last time. Think about that, man. Hey, they put, hey, they want Manny out of there. Manny got too big for his britches or something. I don't know what happened, but hey, Manny's done. He's not looking good. They sacrificed him for Horn so Crawford can get him a belt. Yeah, it was. Um, if if that was the case, then it's definitely, um, it's definitely like trimming your hedges for the short part and watching them grow back because it's like a lot of fans got turned off by it yesterday. A lot of the uh, social media reactions it got from from some celebrities in the game. You know, he had guys like Aaron Rodgers saying boxing sucks and this is why type of shit right here. And you you know, it. Um, you're probably not going to get him that are watching some of the good fights that everyone else is missing out on. But when it comes to getting casual, like attendance like this and for boxing to try to compete with, uh, with the UFC, regardless of whether we think that boxing is above it or not, when you come down to the talent that that's in line compared to what they have in line, um, I think it's pretty one-sided, but when it comes down to the, the global audience standpoint, yeah, it is somewhat of a competition of which people are going to watch. You know, you got UFC damn near every week. Like I said, every month of pay-per-views. But um, it's definitely one that's going to uh, uh, be a, a, inflict, a self-inflicted wound that will be worth the healing in the process of going forward. But that's uh, also another good point you made, too. You think uh, Manny Pacquiao was uh, hitting his ring walk and kind of did a double look back when he see Teddy Atlas and Tim Bradley over there. Got that little feeling. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I'm talking about after he lost. I'm talking about during the interview. So they did the interview on SportsCenter, right? And it was it was Manny Pacquiao was getting interviewed by Tim Bradley and, and Teddy Adler. This was after the loss, after they saw oh, okay, this business phase. Okay. Then, then they put him on as the uh, – then he had to do an interview with these guys, you know. Manny came in cheesing and smiling, looking old. He looked old last night. He looked good in the ninth. In the ninth, Manny sure did look good, but – he just didn't have it. He just didn't have it. Now we've got a, a bum for a, a, a champion amongst these beasts, and he's going to get fed to Crawford. It's going to be easy work. It'll be hard for a little oh, bit. Oh, man. It'll take a lot of punches, but then it'll be easy after that. No, I hear that, man. I hear that. I uh, want to talk about sorry, your, your favorite boxer's son, how he took the loss for, LA, for the USA. Oh, my gosh. Who are you talking about, man? You remember, you know, hey, we know, you remember we when know you interviewed Sugar Shay? Remember when you interviewed Sugar Shay? And he made you think, and he made you think that he was coming back. <laughs> this is all lies, and you believe Willa? Hey, no, you can't hey, believe anything. Believe bad hey, this is your guy. So this is almost like your cousin or your nephew fighting, man. Last night, you know, against some um, Australian bum. Getting impeached, up, giving a bad, <laughs> giving a bad taste to the you know USA boxing man. Then he thought he oh, won. Oh yeah, okay. Oh, now I know what you're talking about. All right, I don't know about all this other nonsense you're saying. Fake news by Willow, but um, I think you're talking about Shane Mosley's son, right? Spicy right. Shane Mosley. Oh Mosley Junior. Yeah, Oh Mosley Junior. Oh man. Yeah, I know that that one. You you were saying that one. Uh, that one uh, put a little bit of a. Uh, a black eye on the on the community because how he went down to one of those dudes. I was like, bro, you like, man, you should have had it. I thought he, I didn't think he was winning the fight for sure, but uh, I seen Young Spicy fight a few times and it looks like he's got some okay tools. I don't think of him being no, uh, you know, world champion or nothing like that. One day, that's definitely out of the question. But you know, I guess oh. it's um, it's it's hard to find a, a young, uh, privileged kid like uh, the likes of, of Shane Mosley Jr. and the likes of uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. who take up in the sport where, you know, they probably really don't have to as much money as their dad's made. So, you know, I get a little bit of credit, I guess. Yeah, no. Nah, I, I mean, he did a tough fight, you know, but he lost. I had it I had it a draw, but I can see how they say he lost. So, you know, he went down there in Australia, let a guy give him some business. He got, He got on a little bit. Late, but it was too late. It was, you know. Yeah, so he too, gave too everybody. Late. He gave the USA a black eye, black guy with a black <laughs> eye out there in Australia. Man. You know, so I just no, know I knew no, that was I like was your glad. uncle. I mean, like your uh, your cousin no, or your, uh, your nephew <laughs> fighting, man. I don't know about any of that. What you're talking about, Will. but um, uh, yeah. I was a uh, when you were asking me about him, we were texting. Um, when I told you he wasn't looking good, I kind of I kind of had to uh, turn my volume down because I was watching it from Box Nation, and uh, the the biasness on that level was pretty funny. You know they had him down big time, and uh, kind of got the laughing on him. So uh, when I was actually when I was actually watching the fight, they were kind of trying to suck me in with the way that they were bringing in or putting over the other guy. So. Couldn't fall for that, but definitely thought that he turned it on a little too late. And, you know, that that just happens, you know. And um, one thing was, like, 
um, you know, Shane Mosley Jr. seems to be surrounded by a bunch of yes men. Who they, they they were talking about him. You could just hear those guys like thinking he's the the, the next great thing or something like that. Telling him he's got this in the bank, and it it showed when when the when the scorecards were red, and uh, you know Mosley put his hand down pretty upset. Like you know when uh, Shane Mosley Sr. told him that he couldn't go out with his friends or something like that, and he just turned around, went back to his room, all mad, started swinging at the air. Um, yeah, that, you never want to lose. To, to somebody overseas when you're an American fighter, regardless of your skin color, you got to uh, put on for the, the red, white, and blue. And, um, yeah, that was a that was a bad one. Maybe uh, maybe Shane Sr. could uh, advise him to maybe not take some some sort of fights that are so far out of the co- out of the country. I'm sure he probably wanted to just get him on there for the exposure of being on the ESPN because it was pretty big yesterday. Like I said, it was trending the entire time it was on globally. But um, as far as any kind of relations with the Mosleys, uh, I don't know what you're talking about, Will. Me and Shane, we're kudos. That's that's not my uncle, bro. No, I feel you, man. I just remember how gullible you were and how you know, how, you know, no disrespect, <laughs> but how you know how starstruck and how gullible you were. You thought he was ready. Hey, he had you hyped. He pep talked you up. You thought he was going to do something. Hey, yeah. He probably got yeah, yeah. knocked out that fight or something. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like I was talking to him the day after he had lost to Mayweather. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah, uh, but it's all good, man. He's, uh, I've seen his son before. I think fight last time I think we saw him fight, he lost. Um, So I think, he, you know. I don't know if we want to yeah, see him again. I think, I think like that's the second two. one, you know. Yeah. So I'm not worried about yeah, him but, anymore. I just wanted to just throw that out there, just in case. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's that's what's up, man. I mean, you know, some fighters could co- could go a long way living under their father's name. Unfortunately for Mosley, he doesn't have the same type of um, rap sheet and resume as Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Which talk about a guy who doesn't seem to be worried about any part of losing, like he's the exact opposite of of what uh, Sergey Kovalev is. You talk about a guy just rolling around in money, like Scrooge McDuck of Mexico right now. But um, uh, another money fight that I was thinking of when you said you could probably piece up Conor McGregor. You think you'd give him some good sparring work? Because right now they said that he got Pauli Malignaggi sparring to mimic Mayweather. Ain't that something? I think that's a shot at Mayweather saying he ain't got no hands, probably. I think that's all this <laughs> gimmick. Nobody's, you know, nobody's worried about no poly, poly Malinaji. Um, but Polly Malinaji would probably give him that work, you know, boxing-wise. Oh, yeah, I think Polly would whoop his ass in boxing. I think Polly yeah. might be able to sleep him. <clears throat> no. You don't think so? I mean, I don't know. I don't think Connor got that the no. greatest chin in the world. Uh, all that Polly got baby fists. Polly Malinaji <laughs> and, and Gary Russell Jr. are are the baby fist guys. Uh, they, you know, he, I don't think he can knock anybody out. McGregor will be a little <laughs> bigger too. You know, he'll still be bigger. I think he'll just eat those up. You know, I think uh, if they fought Malinaji, would last for a little bit. And maybe could tire him out, but I'll probably eventually get knocked out. <laughs> you, um, 
You think if uh, you and Pauly Malignaggi were to get some sparring work in, you think you'd give him the business? You wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't be tasting the canvas? No, I, I don't like, think yeah, so, man. Get a little hey. work with a heavyweight. <laughs> I don't know. Pauly Malignaggi, that's, a, that's pretty funny, sparring partners. But, um, you know, in other news, uh, we did bring up the, the crybaby that we talked about uh, not too long ago with Sergey Kovalev. You could emphasize crybaby with the K instead of the C. Um, so we said before, win, lose, or draw, probably John David Jackson was going to get the cut, and that's what it's looking like. Kovalev is going to look like he's ready to part ways with John David Jackson. And not only that, he's looking to enter a new weight class. What do you think about the move by Sergey Kovalev after taking his first two losses of his career? and then just pointing the finger at the trainer and then saying, you know what, screw this weight class. I'm going to go somewhere else and get some more belts. Um, what kind of move is that to you, Willis? I mean, it is what it, uh, it, is, what it is. He, 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 he figured out he's not the man. He figured out the only way uh, the award is the superior guy. So not only is he going to another weight class, I think he wants um, – uh, Virgil to train him. I think he's reached out to Virgil to train him. So, you know, I think he's making a smart move. He's uh, he's going up and way. He is a bigger guy, so that I don't think that'll be that big of a deal. And maybe he'll get his life together and 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 become the crusher again. But he was broken down as a man mentally and physically by Andre Ward. Um, he probably cries every night. He probably has suicidal thoughts. I feel for the guy the way he went down like a chump <laughs> to America and but uh you know so but hopefully he gets his life together and Virgil Hunter is the guy that can do that for him. You know, he's turned around many of life and uh Kovalev has made the right decision, you know. And he did <laughs> sort of give Ward his respect, a little respect, you know, so took him a while, huh? But yeah, I was uh, I was wondering if he's just gonna go into that cruiserweight division that's full of a lot of who's who. No disrespect to anybody in that division, but when it comes to star power, who was the guy? You know, your last you know last pick guy in cruiserweight division was Tony Bellew, who's also looking like he wants to get in the mix with Andre Ward. It seems like Andre Ward is seriously talking about going to heavyweight. But I mean, if if there is a heavyweight to pick off the branch of the well-known guys. I mean, Tony Bell is a guy I'm picking out of everybody, you know, so um, don't blame that. But if uh, Andre Ward does really decide to go to heavyweight or something like that, or even cruiserweight, if he wants to move up, because it doesn't seem like the fight with Stevenson interests him too much. Um, you know, um, maybe Kovalev's just moving up and wait to follow Andre Ward everywhere he goes. You know, Andre Ward could be grocery shopping, pulls off one of these uh, – these uh, cereal boxes and there's Kovalev's face right behind there. You son of a bitch, you low blow me, you know. And then they could just keep he could keep following him forever. It seems like he's not scared of Andre Ward, even though he knows what really went down. But that'd be a funny little little thing. It seems like that's probably gonna be his 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 goal for forever now is to try and somehow get a third fight with Andre Ward. And he'll be he'll be one of those old guys at the boxing conventions when he's 60 years old, and they're doing the little WBC party. And he's talking about how he got screwed over by that guy over there, <laughs> Andre Ward. Seems like they're going to have like this uh, rivalry for life now. 
Because it's not going to happen. There's not going to be a third fight. Yeah, I think the opposite. I think that he understands he's he's been defeated. He's going to talk noise, but he he deep down knows that he's not the man anymore. He knows it. I I, I can hear it in his voice. He's reaching over. He's pulling a KD. He's he's calling Virgil Hunter, the team that just beat him. <laughs> he's calling a team that he just said he's going to end this guy's career. Now he's calling his trainer. You know. He went out like well, a suck. I lost a lot of respect. This yeah. is making it even worse. I don't oh, want to hear man. it about That's... this guy. Yeah, yeah. Go to cruise yeah, away, turn your guy. life around, and get out of here. <laughs> USA, yeah, you know. USA wins. <laughs> That's what the story headline said. So, shit, you know it's true. But you know what, man? Um, we could kick it in another gear right now. Um, boxing and all that stuff was uh, for what it was these last few days. But, um, yeah, you know, we don't have to talk about losers like Kovalev. Let's talk about something that probably that'll probably make you a little bit more lighthearted, my man. How about your Houston Rockets picking up Chris Paul? How you feeling about that? How will it work with Chris Paul and James Harden on the wing? You excited? I'm not. I I don't know how it's gonna work, man. I'm excited. It's a big name. Um, I feel that yeah, it could be for trouble sure. with Chris Ross with with uh Chris Ross, Chris Paul and Harden, uh, with the rocks in the hand, you know, one on one at the top of the key. You know, I know how, you know, that's going to be deadly. But we'll see, man. We lost a lot of players with the training. We just got to see how it's going to work. They're both point guards. Harden just came off, like, his best year ever. as a And, and he played point guard, and they wanted him to go back to shooting guard, I guess, or, or Chris Paul, who's a, been a point guard his whole life, a shooting guard, something's going to give. So we'll see. I'm not 100% sold on it, but I'm excited. We'll, You know, I'm excited. Yeah, it's been a crazy, it's been crazy uh, NBA uh, offseason, man. You got Paul George going out OKC with Westbrook, like that. I, that was one that was definitely a, a curveball. But at the same time, it kind of made sense, you know. Indiana, why would you want to help out teams that are rivals in your in your conference? Um, and uh, sending them out west, man. It's like west. Everybody's going out west. All of a sudden, you got. Well, Blake Griffin's staying there, but Boston was supposed to get all these guys. And then you got Minnesota getting Jimmy Buckets, Wiggins, Towns, and then they just picked up Jeff Teague. I mean, and then plus you got my Sacramento Kings who stole the draft. So, um, shit, West is going to be where the firepower is at right there. It looks like LeBron's going to have an easy cakewalk to the finals coming up now. He ain't going to have no problems, even if that white boy Gordon Hayward goes to Boston. What's that going to do? Oh, yeah, easy work again for LeBron, but I think the Rockets are getting ready to pull LeBron. LeBron's coming here next year. Think about this time oh, next yeah. year we're saying they LeBron's were... coming to Houston. No, oh, man, I don't know about that, but uh, what about uh, – how about this? What do you think about if the Knicks buy out Melo, which looks like it's going to happen? Um, sources inside saying Carmelo Anthony would want to join the Houston Rockets over with CP and Harden. So that one, two, three – um, man, I mean, you guys still got Capella, right? That would be the big man in the middle. Probably need to get a big man, but Melo, Paul, and uh, and Harden, that can make some noise, man. It seems like you got to go up this recipe. You got to bring in the big names, man, if you're a contender. I mean, Kevin Durant, he, he started this shit. He got it all fucked up, but everybody's got to be teaming up with the, the, the all-stars on everybody's team. So, that's, I mean, how would you feel about a move from Melo to, to Houston? 
I mean, I would like it. You know, if he's, you know, all he has to do is score, and I think that's what he could do. Um, he, but we really need somebody that can get some rebounds. That's what we need. We can get somebody that can get some rebounds, and Capella can gain a couple of pounds. We'll be all right. I'll take Melo, you know. I'm not going to poo-poo it, but, you know, I would rather have something else. I would rather have something else, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but true, true that. I but Griffin like, is going to stay in, and these guys are getting – your boy got, what, like $201 million for five years? You know, boy, that's paid crazy, out here. man. Hey, man, I it's mean, I don't time. know how the Warriors – where the fuck are they getting all this money from, man? They re-signed Curry to that big-ass deal. They brought back Livingston. And it looks like they're bringing back Iguodala. And these are all some, some nice contracts. I think Iguodala got somewhere around, like, $24 million and Livingston around the same area. Like, I mean, sure, those aren't the biggest contracts. But still, though, like, to be able to afford to play all these guys, like, I know that, that Clay's getting paid, Draymond's getting paid, Durant is, is getting what it is for right now. But, and I will, I can't stand these goddamn Warriors. And I don't know how they still have the bank account to keep all this shit going on. It's ridiculous. Hey, it's the cap, man. They, I don't know how they do it, but cap's going up. This is they got super max deals now. So boys is getting to LeBron. He might get sixty five a year or something next year. Who knows? It's about to be crazy. They're getting baseball numbers. Yeah, really though. You got Derek Carr who just signed the biggest contract in, in NFL history not too long ago, about a week maybe or something like that. And you know he's getting six man money in the NBA, like. That's crazy. He's going to be getting the same amount this next year coming up that J.J. Reddick's going to be getting when he just got this little $24 million deal over in Philly. I mean, put that For in perspective. <laughs> yeah, 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 true that. Um, but That's I mean, crazy. It, the, the money-wise is ridiculous. It makes you wonder, like, with the sport moving forward, I mean, the NFL being as violent as it is, and for them to still be getting shortchanged compared to basketball – I mean, I don't got no kids or nothing like that, but if I was going forward, I'd probably, you know, put them in the direction of the less violent CTE, brain trauma sport, and go with basketball. That's what the money's at, it seems like. I mean, the money's in baseball, but, you know, for for hooping or any athleticism type of movement with guys, you know, basketball's where it's at. Yeah, they're making baseball money now. Basketball's about to be baseball-ish in a minute, man, so... Yeah, I don't know. They, uh, I think Sammy Watkins, I just read something, and he said something about they need to get paid more. I'm sure football players are looking at this like getting salty, like, damn, NFL is the number oh, one yeah. selling thing in America. And this fool, this fool Steph Curry getting $40 million a year, 40-plus million a year? Like, woo, come on. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, you got guys like Matthew Della Dova making $65 million. How – I mean, <laughs> that's crazy talk right there, man. Um, but, shit, it's a Guaranteed. wild NBA free agency. Guaranteed, yeah. yeah. I mean, this football contract, man, you see it. I mean, uh, the players' associations, you know, they're getting up there now. The NBA is uh, a lot better than the NFL. Baseball, you know, players' association, they take care of their players. But, I mean, it's crazy how the NFL's player union is so terrible. Like, you know, I mean, there's so many bad cases out there. So, And these guys own a day. They own an actual day of the week whenever football season's back. It, I mean, those dirty bastards in football, though, the in-house money, the Robert Crafts of it all, 
and the powers that be that got the Raiders vetoed going to Los Angeles just so the Chargers and Rams could go stink it up over there. But that is what it is. We kind of just uh, jumped off a little bit from some boxing talk. I felt like going into another little direction just for the listeners because I think if you get listening to some of us in the sport, you also are aware of what else is going on in other sports. And what's going on crazy right now in sports is the basketball world and what's known as the free agency right now in which the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers looking to knock off the, the Warriors again next year, hopefully, have just picked up a big free agent, actually, in Jose Calderon. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> yeah, nobody cares about that. Yeah, I don't want no fucking guy with a pizza delivery name getting a fucking $22 million contract on my team. And they just re-signed Kyle Corver too? I mean, man, you know, that's why uh, I don't blame the Rockets for going out there and getting this, trying to establish something big with Chris Paul. Because I know Chris Paul is going to be a, uh, uh, I've seen him and uh, James Harden do some good work, man, in the Drew Leagues when they work together. But Chris Paul is like a little mini Kobe. He's like a little asshole that a lot of people don't really like. But he does pass the ball, so he's not like Kobe in that sense. But, um, you know, I know you're a big Kobe fan, so maybe that might work well with you over there in Houston with Chris Paul being a midget Kobe. Yeah, Chris Paul, he, he does have that dog in him, and that's something that we gave away with Beverly, uh, yeah, with uh, Patrick Beverly. But uh, we're going to see. You're right, they have worked together. You know, they have, you know, they – they had to agree, you know, they had to have talked about it like, hey, you know, this is what we're going to do, and they both agreed to it. So we we shall see, man. We shall see. Yeah, I'm not much of a Rockets fan, but I was hoping that they could land someone like Blake Griffin or something. But who knows, man. There's still plenty of time coming up. We got plenty of boxing coming up. We did a little halfway overdrive, crazy NBA free agency that's going on. And, um, hey, uh uh, if we could get going up back on next week, we could get to the fans to listening to this one right here coming up, the knockoff of the uh, – not even a knockoff. We're getting off of the best that we got in our business, talking about the sports that we know and love compared to some of the dictatorship that brought down a lot of the colorful personalities that we have. So coming forward, um, the Will uh, Wilts podcast is one I definitely love listening to. I am subscribed. I'm going to get you all that rating and review coming up, and I hope the fans can do the same thing for ours. When it comes to the Outsiders of Boxing podcast, rate and review. Um, you know, if you think if you think we suck, then you can give me some a review. Come at me uh, uh, at Twitter, and uh, we could talk about it because you know damn well when we're talking about the sport of boxing, we know what we're doing. We've been doing this a long time, and uh, coming forward, we're gonna have a lot more action for everybody coming through, and um, we hope to hear from everybody else coming out in the future. This is the OTG Big Dogs Tag Team Champions. Coming at you from the Outsiders of Boxing Podcast. Well, shit. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.